Hello? Hey there, it's Mallory. Oh my gosh, how are you doing? I'm doing really well and I'm kind of excited that you guys have been, it's like a trend. So you guys have been listening to this podcast and taking screenshots on your phone of the podcast and whatever episode you're listening to, and then you've been sharing it on social. I've seen a lot of shares on Instagram and on Facebook, and you've been tagging me with at Mallory Tadimi, and then I get these notifications all day long, which is really exciting because this podcast is growing so fast and it's really successful which is just really fulfilling to me because this is like my heart's side project almost. I don't know how to describe it. Like I just went into it with zero expectations at all. So I just want to say I love how you all are screenshotting me and then posting it on Instagram. You're adding me to your stories, which has been really cool. And then you're tagging me so I can see it. And then also I can comment on it too. And I can share it in my stories or on my Instagram or Facebook or wherever. And it's just been really fun. So thanks for doing that. And if you feel like you want to do that, that would be amazing because it literally just makes me so excited. It makes me so happy to be a part of this imperfectly empowering women movement because this is what my soul craves and I can see it's what your soul craves too. So just thank you for being here with me and thank you for sharing it and thank you for making this podcast so successful and just learning from it, learning with me. I just kind of feel like we're all on this imperfect mountain growing together, trying to become the best, most fully expressed version of ourselves. And we can all support and help each other along the way. And women are doing that now. It's not like this like cat fight type of environment, if I could explain it. And I think it's really cool that we're starting to see this shift. It's like a paradigm shift, and I'm really excited to keep on moving it forward. So today's episode is called How to Always Find the Way. And I kind of came up with it because I have a really big goal that I'm working on personally, and it's taken me pretty much my entire life to get to the point to give myself permission to work on this goal. Yeah, I know. It's silly. I've done a lot of things in my life, but like, there's always a next level. There's always a more fully expressed version of me, of you, of us, and I'm working on that. I'm actively growing a lot right now, and I'm thinking about how I can accomplish this really big goal. It feels like a fat chance, like it's something that could never happen for somebody like me. Somebody like me that doesn't come from a lot, that isn't well-known or sitting on a trust fund or anything like that. I'm someone that has had to create what I have. It was not given to me in any way, shape, or form. Although sometimes I wish it was because there's so much I could do with, like if I had a higher starting point. But at the same time, you can argue that I wouldn't be who I am today if I had everything handed to me. You know, so there's always like that other uh, like realization, right? Um, But I'm working on a really crazy 
highly unlikely goal, let's just say, but I actually know it's possible. Like I have this inner Claire cognizance. It's just like this inner knowing. I just know. I cannot describe it. I just know. I just know. And from that point, I know that this is something I need to pursue because if I meet my dying day and I haven't done my best to work on something like this that will help me become a better version of me, then I feel like I will die with regret. And that is just one thing I'm not available for. In my standards, my personal standards of how I am living this lifetime, I am not available for regret. I'm just not available for it. I am energetically not available for regret. Can't. Not there. It's like literally not even a possibility because I'm not available for it. And because this is a way that I have chosen to live my life, this is not something that was given to me by my parents or taught to me or anything like that. This is not natural. This is me working on my own personal growth and my own personal development for so long, I've learned that I'm actually capable of setting standards for myself. I had to learn that because it just, it wasn't taught to me growing up. It wasn't taught to me by society or by my community. Like it was just, I'd never even heard of such a thing until I started to work on my own personal growth. So for me, I'm not available for living living with regret or meeting my dying day and then feeling regret all of a sudden. So when I look at like a desire, like if I have an inner ping on the on the inside of me and this inner ping for me can feel like it, it can be like, ooh, that feels exciting. Like if I see someone else doing it or also it could be on the dark side. So like Maybe if I see someone else doing something, I get like a ping of jealousy, not like as in like the the other person is evil and I hate them, but like, oh, I want that. Like, it's like that kind of feeling. I might feel that. Uh, it, It might like sometimes for me, it'll feel like an inner yearning, like a voice that just literally won't stop inside of my head telling me. I need to do something. Nothing like crazy, guys. I'm not talking about like a horror movie over here. But like, okay, like let's just say starting my first business when I was 26. Like I kept hearing this little voice, like not like I'm a crazy chick, but like like this this just like it's like an internal little voice inside my head. It was like, you need to start a business. You need to start a business. Like that. And then it got a little bit louder and it was like, you need to start a business. You need to start a business. You need to start a business. And then it got way louder. It was like, you need to start a business. You need to start a business. Like even the tone (laughs) got more direct until it got to this point where it basically sounded internally, energetically inside my head. Like it was screaming at me because I wasn't listening to it. Almost like a screaming toddler, if I could best describe it. And it took that much for that inner voice to get heard because I was ignoring it, right? 
So it had to do that because I wasn't paying attention to it. So now I'm way more in tune as a 36-year-old that has worked tremendously on her own personal growth. I, I can, I'm kind of like more sensitive energetically to the little type of voice. Like I, I can, I can pick up on that. But let me tell you, before I really understood all of this stuff, that thing had to just scream at me like a toddler that wanted a lollipop and you weren't giving it to them. So just figure out where you are in the spectrum and just understand like if you have this calling or yearning for something or like this goal or something you want to achieve or something you want to experience in your life, you know, it's real and listen to it because this might need to be the thing that you find the way for. I hope that makes sense. This stuff can be like so esoteric sometimes, but it is what goes on inside of our heads and it really is the key to living your best possible life. So here's the deal. So I have this thing that I want to do and this has happened to me many, many times in life, but it's just, it's, it's like, it's kind of screaming at me right now. I'm not going to lie. I, I know it's been talking to me like that for, I don't know, like 33 years. Oh my God. This is almost embarrassing, but it's not. It's really not. It's just the truth. It's just called being a human. And I have been actively ignoring it. Not ready. Time's not right. Not ready. Not ready. Don't know what to do. This is scary. Not ready. Not ready. Still not ready. Like this has been my answer energetically. And I've had none of these conversations with humans, by the way. (laughs) This is all just inside of my own head. And I just decided lately that if I were to die tomorrow and I didn't actively pursue this, I would die with regret. And remember how I had that standard where I told you I'm not energetically available for any of that? Yeah. And because it's literally a standard that cannot be broken because it's a standard, I have no choice because I have this inner knowing and there literally is no other choice. So I can just push it down, push it down, push it down. But I know because I have this standard, it's literally just going to go like full out tantrum mode if I continue to ignore it. And then, oh, what happens if you ignore this stuff when it's in full out tantrum mode? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. What happens is you start self-sabotaging. You start self-sabotaging. You want to know more what I'm talking about? Go listen to the episode on this podcast, the Imperfect Woman podcast called I Got Fired. And that's what happens when you don't listen to your inner screaming toddler voice. That's what happens. You manifest some type of self-sabotage that actually gets you the thing that you need. Like for me, going full-time in my business. Um, It's kind of like whether you like it or not, because that's an energetic standard where you're not available to die with regret, right? 
So because that standard exists and it cannot be deviated from, that is literally what will happen energetically. You will self-sabotage. That's the rule. There's no other thing that can happen. Like that's how much it forces you to move toward what you need to do. So the first thing to understand is you can wait until it gets to that point, and obviously I have in the past, or you can not endure the pain of self-sabotage because it's painful. You cannot endure the pain by actively pursuing the thing that you feel called to do or desire to do, like some type of experience that you want to have in this lifetime, whatever that experience may be. So you start to find the way instead of ignoring it and instead of telling it why it won't work right now, why you're not enough, why you're an imposter, all of these things that we tell ourselves, just start to figure out to find the way to make it happen. That's what you've got to do. And that's to the point where I am now. I'm getting screamed at, and I've been screamed at many, many times by my inner voice. And I also have three kids. But the inner voice, the inner voice is screaming at me right now. So I can make the same mistake again, and I can wait until something self-sabotages in my life. Or I can just give myself permission to find the way to get closer to this thing. And that's what I'm doing right now. So I've been working on this personally, just like my own system to do this. And I thought that it might help you too. So I wanted to share with you how to always find the way. And I use the word always because you actually don't have a choice. This is going to appear in your life, whether you like it or not, because it will manifest its way into your life. It could be the easy way where you go for it and you do it step by step and it's enjoyable and it's full of growth and happiness. Or you can do it the hard way where you ignore it and you ignore it and you ignore it and you ignore it and then something implodes. Self-sabotage occurs to make space for this thing that's going to come in no matter what. Kind of like giving birth, right? It's like if you're pregnant, it's coming. Let's say you're like, I don't know, this is a funny example, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Let's say you're like nine months pregnant and like a birth is imminent. (laughs) You cannot avoid a birth, whether it's going to come out from a C-section or naturally. It's happening. It's happening. It's not like you can just hit a button and make it not happen. It is happening, whether you like it or not, right? It's, it, it's literally like that feeling of absolutely positively not having a choice. You are nine months pregnant. This baby is going to come out one way or the other. Has to. It has to. Literally, it has to. There is no other way. There's no other way. Even if the baby doesn't survive, God forbid, for whatever reason, let's go there. If you want to try to make more excuses, it still has to come out. It can't stay in you no matter what, no matter the outcome, not anything like it has to come out of you. You can't just walk around and be pregnant for years and years and years and years and years with the size of a nine month old fetus. 
It's not going to happen. All right. Now that we got that cleared, there is literally no way that that can happen. No matter what. Try to think of the craziest excuse. There's still not a way. Okay. So think of it like that. Like this is going to happen. So you can either make it enjoyable or you can make it horrible and painful. Your choice. Okay. Your choice. When I ignored the calling to entrepreneurship and going full-time in my business to the point where self-sabotage started to occur, it was one of the most painful times of my life. It was very painful physically. It was very painful emotionally. And honestly, in hindsight, it just didn't have to happen. I got to the point where I developed stomach ulcers. I had never had stomach ulcers before then. Never. Not one. Not one stomach ulcer. And I started to get this severe pain in my abdomen. And I I went to the gastro and I was like, doctor, help me. I have this severe pain and I think I'm dying. I don't know what's happening. Like literally, I did not know what's happening because I never had a stomach ulcer. And I started talking to him and he's like, you know, I could send you to this test. We can do this test. We can do this test. Like, guys, I was thinking the worst. Like, what if I have some kind of tumor? What if I have the, like, oh my God, I was, I was just off. I was off, off on, off the rails, like seriously. And he was like, I can t- take you to all, send you to all these tests. And absolutely we can do that. But I think our first course of action is you take these. And then he left the room walked over to the little sample closet and brought back these like peppermint pill supplements. I don't remember what they were called. And he's like, I want you to take these. These will calm down your insides. Your insides likely feel like they're on fire right now. And he knows that because I described it to him. Like having my morning coffee felt like drinking fire. (laughs) Like I described all of that, right? Like he knew, he just knew. And I went home with my dinky little peppermint pills in this little white baggie. (laughs) He gave me like 50 of them and I started taking them. And lo and behold, within two weeks, everything was gone. Now it continued to come back because the root of the problem was still there. But at least I figured out I didn't have some kind of crazy tumor and I actually had stomach ulcers, right? So when it kept coming back, this is like over a series of a couple of months, I knew what it was, but it was just like, it kept reoccurring, right? So like it would get a little bit better, but then it would come back. It would get a little bit better and then it would come back. And then after I got fired, Obviously, I manifested that. You can listen to the episode for the full story. But after I got fired, it just went away for a very, 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 very long time. I didn't experience it again until 2020. And I have a feeling a lot of people experienced stomach stomach ulcers in 2020. That's a story for another day. But that's what happened. It like it literally didn't have to be that painful. If I had listened to that voice, it wouldn't have had to have gotten to the point where I needed to self-sabotage in such a way unconsciously. Right? 
It wasn't like I was sitting there planning how to get fired. I really wasn't. It happened. So go listen to the episode. It's a very emotional story for me because I'm a type A people pleaser that likes to do everything to ensure everyone is happy at all times and they can never be unhappy with me. So I'm not someone character characteristically that would ever, 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 ever get fired. But I started to say no to things that didn't feel good to me in this Fortune 10 workspace. And that's a no-no. So that's what happened. Like I started to stand up for myself a little bit when before I would just bow down and walk away with a tail tucked under. Like I started to not fear what was on the other end a little bit more. But I didn't have to do any of that. I could have just quit. I literally could have just quit and I could have just focused on my business more, but I didn't do that. Oh no, I didn't do that. So make it easy on yourself. And I just say, find the way. Just find the way. So here's how you can figure this out. All right. So you have this thing that you're feeling called to do. You know what it is. You already know. You already know. You don't have to sit there and think about it. You already know. Like you just have an inner knowing right now. And there are absolutely no excuses. If you have to say, oh, well, I really have to think about what I want. No, it's like literally just tap into your inner knowing, your claircognizance. Like what is your inner knowing? Like what is this thing you need to do with your life or goal or whatever it may be? What is the thing? What is the thing? Okay, so now I want you to create a note like on your phone. I have an iPhone and I use the notes little app all the time and I create notes. So if you're on your phone, go create a note right now and just tap this out for a minute. If you're driving or working out or falling asleep, hopefully I'm not putting you to sleep, but you know what I mean? If you're chilling, um, then come back and listen to this later. But if you can, or you have like a notepad right next to you, write this down. So I'm going to give you three different things. So leave space for three different things. All right. So the first thing you should write down right now is this. Number one, list the most obvious way. So write this down. Number one, you can figure out the answers later. List the most obvious way. Okay, so leave space where you can tap into it in a second. You don't have to write down right now, but just like leave some space to like list the most obvious way. Like it's really just one thing. The most obvious way can't be more than one thing, but whatever. Leave like a paragraph amount of space just in case you need to write a little bit more around it. Okay, number two, list the most obvious alternatives. All right, so number two. List the most obvious alternatives. And I want you to leave space for up to 50 alternatives. I know. 50. I just, I want the space there. Okay. Doesn't mean you'll have 50. I just want the space there. So later you can fill it in if need be. And then number three, I want you to write this down determine your quitting point before you begin. So number three, 
write down, determine your quitting point before you begin. And this one, you only need space for like a paragraph answer. I feel like it really shouldn't be more than that. If you make it more than that, you're really in like analysis paralysis, overthinking, overanalyzing. It's more simple than that. So basically you're determining your quitting point. Like at what point do I quit? And you must write the answer for this. There's no way around it. You have to determine your quitting point. All right. So I'll get into that in a second, but let's go back up to number one. And I'm going to give you some details for how I have been thinking about this and how how I've been using this system. I just kind of came up with this for myself. So this is how I always find the way. This is it. So first things first, list the most obvious way. Like what would the most obvious answer be for this thing you want to achieve, this thing you want to experience, whatever it may be? What is literally the most obvious way? Like, if you didn't say this way, your friends would look at you and be like, oh my gosh, you're so silly. Like, of course it's this way. Like, what is the cheesy answer? What is the thing that's literally right in front of your face that you may not see? The most obvious way that you can, like, it's just the first thing that comes to you. Again, if you think about this too much, you're moving over into analysis paralysis, and this is why you never take action on anything. So just keep it simple. List the most obvious way, okay? And then you just write that one-liner type of answer. Now, number two, list the most obvious alternatives. So for my particular goal, right now, I have six most obvious alternatives. But if I come up with more, I will list more down. No problem there. If I come up with 50, I'm just going to put all 50 down. Every single thing that comes to me, even if I'm driving, I'm showering, it's in the middle of the night, I don't care. I'm writing it down. This is why my notepad on my phone is just full of notes because I get these random downloads all the time. Like I'll just get this download of like an obvious alternative and I'm like, oh, I never thought of that before. And then I'll just open my notes app and then I'll write it down on a note. And that's how I keep track of everything. And then I can go add it to my bigger list later. Okay. So these are your most obvious alternatives. Like it's probably not the most efficient way, the not like maybe the most direct way, but it'll still work. Like it'll still get that door to open. You know what I'm saying? So like those are your alternatives, your obvious alternatives. Okay. And this is going to take you a minute to write these down. Like it might take you 15 minutes or so. Like don't expect it to be instant. Try to be thorough and just be honest with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself, what's the point? Like what is literally even the point inside your life if you're not being honest with yourself, right? Like it's not like you have to share this with anyone else. I most certainly don't. All right. And then number three, determine your quitting point before you begin. This is important. All right. 
So just be real. When is enough enough where you're just going to fold the towel? You're going to stop putting energy to this and it's just done. You're going to bury it and you're going to feel at peace with this. When you die, you're not going to have any regrets because you did your best, the most possible you possibly could. And it just, it's no longer even a goal anymore because you've moved on to something that feels better. Like literally like the nail in the coffin, right? Um, Like think of if you've been through a relationship um, with a partner maybe and you've cried every single tear you can possibly cry and then the breakup happens. Like you're not even crying anymore because you did 100% of everything you possibly could to make the relationship work and it's just not what it needs to be. Like that, right? So like, what is that point for you? So for me and this particular desire or goal, it's so woven into my soul that if I were to quit, I would have a regret on my dying day. So because of that energetic standard of not being available for regret, there literally is no quitting point for me, unfortunately. Even if I spend the next 50 years of my life trying and I just keep working through the most obvious way, I keep working through the obvious alternatives and just nothing, no progress, nothing, 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 nothing. It's like hitting my head against a wall every single day until I die. That's what I have to go through. And there is no choice for me. Remember the nine-month pregnant example. There is no choice for me in this particular instance with this particular goal, with this particular desire. Okay. Now I can give you an example of something that would have a quitting point for me. So for me, it's something like getting abs. I do not feel like if I'm at my dying day, I will have a regret If I don't accomplish the desire, the goal, the result of getting abs, some people, they will feel that. (laughs) They will feel that because it's very important to them for whatever reason. For me, I don't feel that about getting abs, just as an example. So for me, my quitting point for getting abs would pretty much be if it was energetically taking me away from the things that I do not have an option for, that if I do not get to experience, I will regret on my dying day. So like if I have this goal or determination or obsession about getting abs, but then it starts to take away from the non-optional things, then I know my quitting point for the abs 
would be at the point where I start to feel it's energetically taking away from the things that are absolutely non-negotiable, standard is set, there's nothing I can do about it. It has to occur because I have that energetic standard of not being available for anything less than that. So if it starts to take away from my ability to go after or create that experience for myself, that is when I will stop pursuing having abs. Does that make sense? That would be my quitting point. When it's taking away from something that I really need energy for, for something that I absolutely must do in my life. So that's how I see it. You can have a goal of creating an experience for yourself, whatever that experience may be. And if it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you're going to have a regret, so be it. You don't get to have a quitting point. You can cry about it or you can fully accept that that is your role in this lifetime and for some reason you are born this way and you are who you are then that's fine and it could be it could be something a little bit more simple something that's not if you don't do it you're going to have a regret on your dying day there are all different types of goals and experiences that we can have as humans living out our soul's experience on earth inside of this animal's body because that's what a human is. A human is an animal, right? And this animal has this consciousness that is, in my opinion, very difficult to explain. But this consciousness is inside of this animal's body because it needs it to function. Almost like Avatar or something, right? Like if you think about the movie Avatar, but that's what we're experiencing right now, right? So you have to ask yourself, your consciousness, your soul, whatever you want to call it, like what do you desire? What what do you feel called for right now? What is that whisper? What is that semi-loud voice? What is that screaming? And the sooner you listen to it, the better off you'll be because you won't end up manifesting self-sabotage, which does eventually happen to so many of us. But as I mentioned earlier, the pain just isn't necessary. If we're experiencing the level of pain from self-sabotage, that's from our own choice. And we get to be more conscious about what our inner voice is yearning for. We get to listen a little bit more. We get to tap in to what's going on inside more and feel into that energy, feel what you're being pulled to, kind of like a little magnetic pull of some sort. Like you have a magnet inside your core and you're being pulled to something. And maybe you don't even know what you're being pulled to. That happens too. When there's something new kind of brewing for me and I start to feel that pull, sometimes 
The only thing I will be able to determine, it's kind of like, is this north, south, east, or west? Like almost just like kind of a direction towards something. That's the only clarity I have. But it's my job to move towards that direction and keep moving according to where I am feeling this pull. So if it has, like for me, when I was first starting my business, before I even knew the voice was talking about starting a business, I felt this pull for a very long time that was pulling me in the direction. It was just kind of like this pull, if I could describe it energetically, that felt like you're made for more. It wasn't telling me that. I was not hearing these words, but that's what it felt like energetically. Just like I was made for something more, like there was more use for my life or more purpose for me than where I currently was now. But what did that mean? I had no idea. So all I could really do at that point was Google, have a feeling that there's something more. Like, have a feeling I'm being called towards something. Like, that is all I could Google. I just didn't have the words. And that's where I started. And then I started to see a whole bunch of articles of what people do when they feel like there's something more in their life. And I started to read articles about how a lot of people move into entrepreneurship and they eventually find their voice and they become a speaker. And and then I was like, oh my God, I think I need to become a speaker. And I was like 25 years old or something, 24 years old at the time. And I'm like, wait a minute how am I going to be a 24-year-old speaker who, first of all, who's going to invite me onto their stage? And second, what am I even going to talk about? What would I even talk about? Why would people want to listen to a 24-year-old? But I was seeing all this stuff and something, I just felt a little bit of an energetic arousal around the topic of being a speaker and having people hear my voice, even though I had no idea how something like that would even be possible for somebody like me, but it was interesting. So that was something I could grasp onto. Did it eventually end up being it, the thing? No, I think it's part of what I do. So it makes sense that I would be pulled in that type of direction because I even do a lot of that today now. And I know being a messenger is a very large part of my purpose, but that was the only tangible thing I could grasp onto at the time. So I did. And I just kept grasping onto that and like learning about who is a speaker, what you can speak about, how do you become a speaker, how do you make a living as a speaker. I just went down that rabbit hole because it was the only thing tangible I could grab onto. But then as I went further and further and further, I started to learn that most speakers don't make all their money from speaking on stage. Very rarely is that the case. 
It's usually from the business that they run and the back end. So they're offering consulting or they're offering coaching programs. I also learned that they don't make very much money even if they write a book. New York Times bestselling authors don't make very much money from their books. And that was shocking to me, right? They might get a big stage here or there. They might get paid $50,000, $75,000 for a keynote or something like that if they have a big NYT bestseller. But that's not where most of their revenue comes from. It comes from the services on the back end. And then I kind of got sucked into that because I felt very pulled to that more. Like the, the concept of being able to make a lot of money in a business where you're using your voice, I was like, ooh, that sounds exciting. So that felt more exciting to me than just the concept of speaking about something on stage. So then I started to move more towards that direction, right? So you just kind of keep following the lead of what you're feeling pulled to. And eventually you start to get more clear. But even now, here I am with my established businesses, I still keep on following these pulls, which is how... I'm kind of like listening to the scream inside of me right now because it's like, it's like a super magnet over here. I am just being pulled to this whether I like it or not. The voice is screaming. I feel this energetic pull that's absolutely unignorable and ridiculous. Like I couldn't run away from it if I wanted to because it has such a magnetic grip on me. And I'm to the point where I know I need to really start to focus on this or naturally some type of self-sabotage is going to occur and I do not want to experience something that painful again. So I'm going to do a better job this time. I haven't felt a pull like this since, since the whole... I would say moving full-time into the entrepreneurship space pool when I got fired. I haven't felt a pool like this for a very, very, very long time. It's that strong. I feel smaller ones all the time, all the time. And how I decipher if I should put focus towards them or not is I decipher number three. I determine my quitting point before I begin. And... If this goal, like having abs, because that was a pull for me, if if the answer is I'm not going to be on my dying day and have a regret, then I'm just going to focus my energy on these other very strong pulls. But if I didn't have any other very strong pull right now, I'd put a good bit of energy into that one right there, even if it did have a quitting point. Like if I wasn't getting any hits, any pulls on anything else, then hey, why not, right? Because I feel like this is a lifelong journey of evolution and growth and exploration and just becoming the best, most fully expressed version of ourselves, which by definition would be reaching your infinite potential, right? 
because there's no actual answer for what your infinite potential is because it's infinite. And there's no actual answer to what the best, most fully expressed version of yourself could be because you're always changing as crazy as that sounds. So that's how I always find the way. First of all, I just... I just really determine my quitting point. Like I reverse engineer it. So take these three questions and I say start with number three, but my brain, my brain works really well with reverse engineering things. So start with number three. If your brain doesn't work that way, that's okay too. Start with number one. But for me, I need to start with number three. Determine your quitting point before you begin. And if there is a quitting point, then I determine if I even want to begin. Because if I'm feeling stronger pulls right now, then it behooves me to put my energy over there if it's like a non-negotiable thing I must do because I, if I don't do it, I'll experience regret in my dying day. And that's how I parse all of that out. Yeah, all of that goes on in my head every single day, every single day. And sometimes my husband just looks at me like, what goes on in your head? And now I can say, well, you know, you can go listen to the episode called how to always find the way. And you'll see what goes on in my head on a daily basis. Like at the end of the night, I am always just so tired because I literally use each day to the fullest energetically. I mean, I do a lot of stuff where I'm sitting in a chair, right? Like I'm not out exercising all day, every day. That's not what I do for a living. So I spend a lot of time on the computer or thinking. I spend a lot of time thinking, a lot of time writing. It's just part of what I do in my process. And it can be absolutely exhausting. Like I feel like I run a marathon every single day. The only difference is the marathon has been in my head and nobody can actually see physically that I'm running this marathon. And I think that is an interesting fact to point out about this. So I know you're running a marathon every single day. And I know I'm running a marathon every single day. It's just other people can't see the sweat. They can't see the sweat on us, but it's there. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. I know your sweat is there and you know my sweat is there. And I don't think there could be anything more magical than that. I'm here for you. I understand you. You're here for me. You understand me. Together, we are a community and it's our job to rise together. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for screenshotting yourself listening to this podcast. Like, you know, just like the screenshot on your phone where you press the two buttons and it takes like a phone screenshot. 
And then posting it on Instagram and tagging me or Facebook or wherever you post things. I really love seeing when you guys tag me because then I can comment on it. And I think that's kind of cool to have that two-way communication. The relationship's really important to me. Uh, If you want to learn more about what I do, you can check out Clients Online, which is my business that helps coaches scale online businesses, which is kind of fun. Uh, You can go to clientsonlinesystem.com to learn more about that. And then you can also go to imperfectwoman.com. We are actively working on that right now, creating physical products, which is really exciting. And those will be coming to you soon. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing if it feels aligned. Thank you for writing a review to help inspire me to keep going or also let other women know the growth you've experienced listening to this podcast I think it helps people decide if they want to invest their time in listening to this. So I really appreciate that too. All right. I love you. Until next week. Bye.